Woohoo! Hello. Hello. You're listening to Scary Stories from Camp Roanoke. This is a podcast where we tell you true scary stories. My name is Katie Wiggins. I'm Morgan Drisco. And it's fall. It's Halloween. Yeah, I I agree on all of that. I pass off on all of that. Today was really nice and chilled. I only left the house a single time to pick up a pizza, but it was a really nice walk. Um, <laughs> there were school children about. Yeah, it's really beautiful out here. Don't no need to fill us in here. on what it's like in Texas. <laughs> That's but I acknowledge fine. it's different other places. Perfect. <laughs> I know it's real. Um. So I do have a patron that I need to explain how uh, she came to camp. So I'm going to do that right now. And if you don't want to hear this and you want to just go straight into the story, obviously your little bar with all the time on it is Mm. at your command. You've got the power. So there is a painting in the mess hall. That's very special indeed. And you may not notice it walking in, and many campers are totally oblivious to it, but among the moose heads and the pennants from sailing races and the large trophy case filled with Sasquatch footprint molds from the 40s and the goggles of a camper who vanished in the lake in the 20s, in a dark corner, there's a portrait of an English pilgrim girl titled Cassie. So when Morgan and I founded the camp in 1590, we used what had been a church as the mess hall. And the painting had been in that same dark corner of the church. And I tried to pull it off the wall, but it wouldn't budge an inch from it. And not long after I tried, a bear found its way into the church and almost laid me waste before Morgan calmed it down. And they are now engaged. (laughs) Morgan tried to pull the painting down too, but had no success. And not long afterwards, a storm rolled in so fierce it almost pulled the roof off the church. So we decided we'd better not mess with Cassie, whoever she was. And she has remained on our walls for hundreds of years since, kept in the shadows to discourage any cocky campers from trying to give it a try, just in case. Hmm. Thought this one was fun because it gives a little bit of camp backstory that people may not be familiar with. Established 1590. Really setting the scene there. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. All right. Thank you so much, Cassie. If you want to be as cool as Cassie and get your own special story of how you came to camp, all you have to do is become a counselor level patron on our Patreon. So you can Mm -hmm. look into that and help us out. And we only need... I think like 30 more dollars before uh, patrons get enamel pins. So if you want enamel pins, you can help make that a Mm -hmm. reality. For the greater good. Yes. Yes. The greater good of jean jacket accessorizing. (laughs) So Morgan saw It Chapter 2. Oh. Which is so ironic because It Mm. 1 probably covered 600 pages of a book. Um. But wh- it, what, let me, what okay. were your feelings? What were your... All right. You don't um, have gonna, to spoil, but... Yeah, I'm not gonna, I'm gonna try not to spoil anything. I mean, the book's been out for a thousand years. But also, the, how yeah. people choose to end that movie is probably just totally bonkers, because that no, shit it, escalates really quickly. It has been a long time since I've read the book. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like it remained pretty true to the book. I felt like when I was watching it, 
I wanted to step out of the theater a lot and call my parents and say, this movie's really good. <laughs> a lot of, the whole time was just me going, oh my god, this movie's so That's good. That's the sign like, of a good movie if you want to stop kept, and call yeah. your parents and let them know yeah. that you've made a good choice. I just kept saying it was so good. My dad said he heard that it wasn't necessarily scary, but I thought there were a lot of genuinely terrifying parts of it. Um, the characters were cast fantastically. Everyone you could tell who they were supposed to be. You could feel the progression of the character. Mm-hmm. Everyone was developed. Everyone was fantastic. Bill Hader is a god who I bow at the feet of. He was fantastic. Yeah. Um, It all in all was just really, really good. Uh, This will be my one spoiler because I'm just way too excited. Stephen King did do a cameo in it. <gasps> he did a cameo! Yes. I lost. There were like two other sets of people in the theater. It was very empty. I saw it Maybe two or three days ago. Uh-huh. It hasn't been out that long. And, like, nobody was there. But I lost my mind. No he, regard oh, well, for other okay, life well. forms. It was He's so a delivery awesome. man. He's been so much in so many. That's so brilliant. I'm so oh. happy. I'm so... It makes me excited to think about Stephen King, the fucking weirdo that he is. And if you're listening, Stephen, you know we love you. Oh, love uh, interacting with the cast members and just being like mm. his like weirdo little self. Just being like, oh, hello. Like, I just... That makes me really happy. Imagining uh, him meeting me those too. people. It, it just warmed my heart. And everything was done so well. And the the parts at the end, I don't remember the exact details from the book, but I remember the way it made me feel very specifically. And mm-hmm. I feel like they captured that in the movie. I feel like oh, it's a very brilliant. hard thing to capture, but they did it. Wow. It was three hours long, which is my only wow. problem. Wow. I had to pee very bad. Um. And you didn't leave? There's no intermission the in movies end. nowadays. At the very end. It was very wrapped up. And I was like, I can leave now. Or I'll pee here. <laughs> um, 10 out of 10. Fantastic. I And you know how excited I was for Pet Cemetery and how honest and let down I was for that. So oh my I God, did not I totally back forgot opinions. about that movie. The new I'll one. never forget. I'll never forget. This oh, is fantastic. Sucks. I want to watch it so many more times. Oh, yeah. It was so good. It was so good. And they're coming out with, um, they're doing Doctor Sleep with Ewan McGregor. Right, of course. Woo! Yeah. He's doing another Mr. Mercedes season. He's doing The Stand with Whoopi Goldberg. He's doing a lot of shit. A lot. Stephen King is really, for having such a horrific beginning to his life, he's having a really fun, uh... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> like golden years period yeah <laughs> where it, everyone it is like he's nowhere. not perfect but you know what a lot of good yeah. ideas and we're just gonna make them all and Cash we love cow. you and good for you you know for being such like a dark little weirdo in maine um oh, yeah. you know good for him <laughs> he has been my blessed. grandparents are like we just haven't seen him that much lately he must be busy <laughs> oh my god yeah grandma he's a little busy Sue and Gordon um, are looking for you, Stephen. Can't disappoint. But okay. yeah, 10 out of 10. I recommend. Let me know what you guys think of the movie. Please watch it. You know I can't watch it until it until it reaches the small screen. Because if it's... Yeah. I really don't like dismemberment. Uh, I really don't like... We've qualified it as body horror. I didn't realize mm. that that is a thing. But that is totally a thing. Yeah. Um, I can't handle body horror. And uh, Stephen King loves body horror. Not yeah. like it's not it's not like 
the human centipede level, but like I don't like dismemberment. I don't like gore in that I can't do that. Yeah. And it like really um, loves that because it likes it to eat children. So that's kind of like the whole my it, whole issue with it. <laughs> there's a whole cinematic experience where a lot of it, since they're adults in this movie, they're thinking back on stuff and mm-hmm. the way that they replay the memories is a very specific way of animation. Mm-hmm. And it's terrifying in just the way they did it. Mm-hmm. Even if the subject's not scary, it's beautifully done. I think once it's not in theaters, like, during the day, you could do it. Yeah. Lights on. Easy. I mean, there would be no... I'm not afraid of a clown coming out of anywhere. So it doesn't matter, like, day or night. It's just, I don't like seeing that level of It's what of he represents imagery. himself as, Katie. Uh, no, I'll never be afraid of such a hot man under a bunch of latex. Sorry, but it can't happen. Bill Skarsgård is a sweet little Swedish baby boy, and I love him and want to wrap him up in swaddling clothes and take him home. Okay. He apparently really is very sweet, um, as described by his brothers. And if your siblings describe you as sweet, you're probably, like, very sweet. Okay. So. I'm ready. Today I'm going to take you back to Alaska. Oh, it's about time. <laughs> <laughs> All right, there's a television show called Haunted Alaska, I believe. And um, and they just have some incredible, really incredible episodes. And I'm going to be play-by-playing you one, telling the story, spinning the yarn that was told to me. Um, something that I've noticed after doing research on Alaska, like watching videos of people there and watching a lot of episodes of Haunted Alaska and watching the show Buying Alaska, where Alaskans try to, like, buy, uh, you know, houses. It's like an HDTV version, except for it's, like, kind of creepy and... Not creepy. It's just, like... It's Alaska. The the (laughs) things that they look for in a home are much different than what you would look for in Oklahoma. Because they're like, this house has indoor plumbing and exactly like, i was gonna say a bathroom yes inside. literally that yeah. is actually a huge selling point for a it lot is. of these more rural buyers um but what i sort of got from all of this cultural immersion in alaska is that alaska kind of has like biker energy not because anyone mm. actually rides motorcycles but because Oof. there's a lot of people a lot of women with like chest tattoos that you can tell were not done recently in a time when chest tattoos were much more acceptable if that makes sense like oh yeah like a lot of piercings a lot of like just older i specifically these are women and most of the men are just either not a part of the picture at all or in the military and also not part of the picture at all the women all sound like they smoke a whole bunch of cigarettes and have a bunch of very faded tattoos and piercings and are plagued by paranormal activity. You gotta be hardcore to live in Alaska, I feel like. You really do. So it's not we're gonna easy. we're gonna get into it. So we're going to the remote interior of Alaska in a place called Salcha, Alaska. Population just over a thousand. Ian said it was a one reindeer town. It uh, not a whole lot going on there. Um, the year is two thousand three. 
Lita Cristallo and her 17-year-old Bonnie relocate to Salcha for a fresh start, which is very much a theme in Alaska, from California. So they moved all the way from California up to Alaska. Land of everything to nothing. I mean, you number one, you don't know what part of California they're coming from. They could very much be coming from real biker country, which is a oh. whole lot of nothing and a whole yeah. lot of drugs. Um, and But they were probably, I have no idea what they were getting away from. But it must have been pretty bad if, like, Montana, like, wouldn't do. Like, it had to be yeah. Alaska. You know what I mean? Oof. So uh, it had Oof. water. And it had electricity, which was a big deal, and they were thrilled. And it was homey, and it was surrounded by woods, and they loved it. So they decided, but it was a little bit small, which is hilarious that anyone would build anything small in Alaska. Because it's like, why? I mean, it would be harder to heat if it's bigger, but... You're not heating the whole thing anyway. Just go for it. So they decide to build an extension to have a whole room for... Lita's grand piano. She loves to play piano Ooh. and she wants a whole space for it. So it takes a really long time to build this extension, partially because it is so cold and mm-hmm. summer warm months are so few. Um, and it takes them six years to build it. <gasps> During this time, Bonnie, her 17-year-old daughter, no longer 17, becomes pregnant, which also seems to be a theme in a lot of the episodes that I've seen, is that there will be a mother with no husband in the picture, and then a daughter who just falls pregnant, and then Mm. no boyfriend or husband is ever mentioned again. Like, it's just like, it's almost like an all-female society where they just, like, magically become pregnant and just, like... Continue that. society on their own. <laughs> it's kind of wild. But this is not the first episode where I've heard of this exact scenario. Oh my God. Where single mother with a young daughter falls pregnant and then becomes another single mother. It's kind of wild. Anyway, oh. so her son is named River. He's very smart, sensitive, and very empathetic. And Bonnie. Just like her mom, Lita, now that she's all grown up, they are, like, cut from the exact same, like, biker woman cloth. Bonnie's got Mm -hmm. chest tattoos and facial piercings and sounds like she smokes a lot of cigarettes. And they seem like real nice gals. So now it's 2009. They've been in the house for six years. When they finally finish... Building this extension is when things start happening. Lita would notice that her phone would die anytime she tried to use it in the house. Anytime she would reach for it to use it, like to go to take a photo, it would just like, just like go to zero right when she tried. And at first she thought like, maybe it's because it's like negative 50 outside. But like, does that really explain anything? I don't know. Another thing is it was always dark in the house, no matter how many lamps and lights and like string lights and all these lamps she tried to put in to try to lighten up the house. But there seemed like there was nothing she could do to light the house. I've had this experience in Sims before. You like put a bunch of lights in there, especially with Sims 4, and you turn them all on and it seems like it just doesn't light past the little (sighs) square that it's directly above. It's very frustrating and I can really identify with this issue. Oh. 
relate. So, <laughs> one day when River is playing, he points to a man walking outside of the window in the bedroom. And he's like, who's that man out there? And Lita looks and she doesn't see anything, but he's like, that man right there. And she's like, um, why don't you go downstairs? And she looks and there's nobody out there. And so she just finds this generally creepy. And these are just like a few of the things kind of building up. Then one night on a school night, River is getting his bath upstairs while Lita is making dinner downstairs. Bonnie, River's mom, gets him comfortable in the bath, sets him up with all his rubber duckies, etc., and goes downstairs. It's so funny. Adults, you never give them any kind of playthings when you put them in a tub. But taking a bath never becomes less fun. That's true. Maybe if baths were as big proportionally to adults as they are for kids, it would be even more fun. And then there would be more of a market for adult bath toys that are non-sexual in any sense. You know, I like have... colanders and old kitchen tools. You know, like crazy shit used <laughs> to end up in the bathtub. You just give a kid a cup and they lose it in the tub. Yeah. They love it. I have soap that's like Play-Doh. What? It's lush. It's lush. It's like Play-Doh texture. But when you work it, it suds up and it can be shampoo or body wash. I feel like lush is doing what they can to make baths fun. They have shower slime now. <laughs> shower jelly. The bath bombs are fun. I don't know. I'm still really attracted to the idea of a cup. Oh, bring it on. So. A little whirly do. I don't know what that's supposed to mean. I don't know. Just something that spins. Pour the water on it and spins. Sounds fun. I guess I get it. So <laughs> the next. Wait, he's in the tub. Mm-hmm. So she gets him settled in the tub. Bonnie goes downstairs to get something or just to let him hang out in the tub. Suddenly, Lita and Bonnie both hear River scream in terror. So she runs up. Bonnie runs up and she finds him just totally in shock. She gets him out of the tub and dries him off. And he's just crying, sobbing, so upset. And they kept asking what happened, what happened, what happened. Mm -hmm. And he didn't tell them anything. And he could not tell them anything. And he was really, really upset. So they just didn't pressure him. And... They never find out what he sees or what happened. Oh. It could be that he, like, accidentally elbowed his junk, but probably not. Yeah, he would have said something. Yeah, or he would have said, it hurts, or, you know. Kids are very open about shit like that. I don't think they would have, yeah, I don't think he would have just been in shock and sobbed constantly. Yeah. I don't think he's capable of doing himself that much damage. No, he saw something. So the next day, Bonnie is getting ready to go to work. She's looking at the mirror in the bathroom, primping. Although apparently the only thing that beauty tool that uh, the prop department had for this reconstruction was a brush. Because in several takes, the different Bonnie and Lita were both just brushing their hair idly, staring in a mirror. Like, they didn't have anything oh. else for them to do, so they were like, go on and brush your hair. So, she's looking in the mirror, primping, and she feels like someone is staring at the back of her head, but she ignores it because she thinks that's ridiculous. 
Then she looks away and looks back at the mirror and sees a figure standing in the tub behind her, staring at her with long hair. Oh. oh no. <laughs> You're at your most vulnerable in the bathroom. That's so rude. She looks back and he's gone. He? He. How long are we talking for the hair? I don't know. She didn't get into specifics. Okay, okay, that's fair. Okay. Bonnie's first reaction is to get out of the house, get yeah. out of the house and protect her son. Leave Alaska. But she felt her options were limited. Luckily, the remainder of the winter passes without incident. Eventually, Bonnie confides in a friend about the crazy stuff that's kind of been mm-hmm. happening in their house, and her friend convinces her to have a seance and to use a Ouija board. The friend had good intent, but bad direction. I don't know. I guess it's just like ignorance, but I think people think that That when you're experiencing a haunting, like the best thing you can do is like ask them what they want and what they're doing there. And I think they probably have no idea that that can escalate things like crazy. Yeah. Um, So that's just what they did. So they set up... A Ouija board. And they put their hands on the planchette and ask, is anyone there? And nothing happens. Nothing moves. They don't get any weird vibes. And they're like, huh, okay, well, I guess this just doesn't work. So they stopped. They opened the door. (laughs) Over the next few days, a few days later, I mean, Bonnie was in the bathroom getting ready again. And she felt her eyes well up and she begins coughing. And then she opens her eyes and looks in the mirror and realizes that her eyes are bleeding. (gasps) Okay. (laughs) Like she's like crying blood. And she's starting to panic because this is terrifying thing to happen to you. And so she starts wiping it away. But more is coming. And she's just horrified. She calls her mom, and her mom is terrified that it's like a brain aneurysm or a tumor right. or something is going on. But um, eventually it stops, and she's totally fine, and no medical explanation is offered or given. Oof. Just a random eye bleeding. That's insane. And I know it costs a pretty penny to get medical care in, in Alaska. That sucks. One of the people that was trying to find a house on on buying Alaska, her job was to fly around in a helicopter around where loggers work and wait for someone to call an emergency line. She was basically an EMT that flew around in a helicopter just waiting to be needed because you couldn't get those people to a hospital quickly because they're deep in the woods. So she would just like be just over, overhead Whoa. all the time waiting for emergencies. That's isn't, crazy. Isn't that crazy that emergencies would happen often enough for her job to be necessary? Damn. I know. That's not cheap to do. No. Helicopter rides to a like, hospital? Mm-mm. But just like constantly just like flying. I think maybe maybe they just hung out at the base camp, but I feel like they were definitely like, they just, like, made their rounds around. That's wild. I know. I'm learning some nutty stuff today. Yeah. Keep it coming. 
It makes me happy because I feel like Alaskan people are taken care of because that's something that worries me about Alaskans is that they're so isolated from Mm -hmm. help. Mm -hmm. But it seems like somebody's in a helicopter somewhere. Yeah. So that's good. So they have a bathroom um, inside the house. May they all have running water. So spring turns to fall. And the family is now generally kind of on edge. Lita still loves to play the piano. But she has begun playing in shorter and shorter stints because she just gets the sense that someone is angry at her when she plays. That someone really does not like her music. She felt like someone was saying, just stop, just stop, stop. Sort of like any time when I was growing up, I would sing musical theater songs in the house. I got a very, very hostile feeling. Okay. Unless I was there. Yeah, I know. God bless you. <laughs> so one night, Lita comes home to find the atmosphere of the home totally off. And the first thing she notices that gives any sort of credence to this feeling is that there's something up with her wall in her bedroom. And she looks closer and realizes that there are over 30 gouge marks on her wall that went all the way down to the sheetrock. And it looked like animal talons. Oh. She's looking at these marks, and then she hears a guttural growling. Maybe. It's gotta be. She hears (laughs) a guttural growling in her ear, like right next to her. And it was low and deep and unlike anything she had ever heard before. And she said that she had heard a lot of things living in Alaska. And I'm like, shit, I bet you do. I'm sure you have. And that was a breaking point for her. Yeah. She opened the door to something. I think it's said that, well, this is Lita. Lita did not do the Ouija board or anything. Oh. She hasn't tried to communicate with anybody. Well, she's in the house. That's all that matters. Yeah, it seems like a mistake. So, 2012. Another winter. This is sort of like a slow-burning okay. horror story. The embers still going. Um, Lita has changed. She becomes dark, hazy, negative, never wanting to do anything, basically depressed. And one even evening bonnie confronts her mother and says that there's something wrong with the house bonnie packs up quickly and she leaves and lita feels that her dream home is now a nightmare but unlike bonnie she couldn't leave she wasn't working at the time so she had to live there and that's why she was putting up with all the funkiness in the house so she felt trapped i don't know how she can manage to not work and feed herself. I don't know if she's on disability or if she gets child support or, well, no, her child would be an adult. You do get paid to live in Alaska sometimes, but that's not a lot. Oh, yeah, you do. I got some Alaska knowledge. You do get paid to live in Alaska, but probably only like a... Not a ton, yeah. Yeah, probably not... You don't... I don't think you get paid to continue to live in Alaska. (laughs) I think you just get like a welcome... To be able to stay without working after renovating for six years. Well, maybe that's why it took six years. Oh, it was a little bit by little bit. Probably. I mean, that is a crazy. I mean, it could should be able to be finished in a summer. There's so little daytime, or is depending on only in the winter. 
in the summer, it can be like a crazy amount of daytime. That sucks. That's the time I want the least day. Yeah, the summer. Same. So, she feels trapped. And she wants somebody to corroborate what she's experiencing outside of her family. So she invites a friend over. She asks her friend to go up into her bedroom alone and see if he experiences anything. So he goes up with a digital camera. He begins to take pictures while Lita stays downstairs. He runs downstairs and demands that Lita look at a picture that he's just taken. He took a picture of the space under the bed. So, (laughs) so it's very dark and wispy, Uh this photo. But if you enhance it and you up the contrast, zoom enhance, (laughs) enhance, like the hacker with the super loud, like keyboard, like, let me just enhance it. The quality. Let me just increase the quality. (laughs) (laughs) Um... Oh, right. So, <laughs> so there is a face. And the face looks very much like Jack Skellington from The Nightmare Before Christmas. It looks like black holes where the eyes are and a really, like, jagged, toothed smile. No. Uh, okay. I've come to terms with it. (laughs) Processing, processing, processing. Okay. Okay. All right. She, Lita is like, fuck you. Fuck you being under my bed with my vibrator. So she runs up and goes under her own bed and is like, get the fuck out of my house. Get out. Like, you have no right to be here. Um... As far as we can tell, that had no effect. (laughs) Yeah. But it probably felt good. So, October of 2013. She seeks out SOPA, Seekers of Paranormal and History. Seemed like they were working really hard to fit SOPA, because Seekers of Paranormal and History doesn't make a Um, ton of sense. I mean, I get, in general, what their interests are, but that's about it. So, she brings in SOPA, Melanie Hodgman and Brian Tackett. Very average looking people. There's not even anything I could even say about them to make them even clear. They're just so average. Um, as Melanie was pulling up in the car to the home, she said she didn't even want to walk into the home because it felt like someone was looking down the barrel of a shotgun at her. Like, she just oh. really, it did not feel welcoming so lita fills them in on everything that's happened in the house and they're very worried about the use of the ouija board you Mm -hmm. know it didn't seem i know that like it using a ouija board is inherently opening a door but it didn't seem like there was anybody knocking but i mean Mm -hmm. so they begin by using a k2 meter k2 meter which um reflects electromagnetic fields okay which you can pick up from like a toaster oven or anything that has an electrical current going through it and they find that it's really lighting up around lita the human Mm. person it also lights up around the piano which 
should not be giving mm, off electric yeah, no. currents. Oof, that's not a good sign. So they begin to have an EVP session with the spirit. And they put a flashlight out on the ground for it to light it up, and they start recording. And right when they start recording, the device starts emitting a crazy high-pitched, like, screaming white noise sound. Which they've never heard before. Yeah, no. I just want to say, while we're near the topic of the piano, there was once a celebrity ghost stories where a woman bought one of Liberace's old pianos that was, like, totally rhinestone-encrusted, and that it was haunted by Liberace. Oh, fabulous. Insanely fabulous. So just wanted to include that. There are definitely haunted pianos. So high-pitched screaming sound. They continue, they start to ask it questions eventually after it dies down. And when they ask about Lita and the piano and whether she should continue to play it they capture a low voice says that says play eventually they're like well you've definitely got something going on in your house we're gonna come back in a couple weeks or in a week or so and cleanse it for you okay in between that time she invites a psychic to come and see what she makes of the place i love her she's a thinking lady so the psychic believed that a young woman's body was buried underneath the house. She thinks that an Alaskan serial killer who had murdered five women in the 50s or 60s and committed suit. Oops. So sorry. Side. Just <laughs> playing with one of my rings and it got away from me. Uh, she, the psychic who murdered five women in the 50s and 60s who committed suicide before he was arrested and how one of the bodies was never found. She believes that that body is underneath. (gasps) Oh. So I did some research to try to find a serial killer who fit that description. And I found one. His name is Thomas Richard Bundy. Bundy, probably. Weird, the Bundys. Oh. So... He was an American serial killer who was active from 1979 to 1981, so the timing was off. However, he committed a series of murders against women in the city of Fairbanks, Alaska. And at the time of the killings, Bundy was serving at the Isleson Air Force Base near Fairbanks. He had five to six victims, and one was an 11-year-old girl who was not found. And the... Psychic had said it was a little girl or like a young, young woman. So I looked it up on Google Maps and from Eilson Air Force Base to Salcha, Alaska, it's a 13 minute drive. Oh. So it lines up. Well, so the psychic may have been aware of this killer and could have just been like, I'm sensing the feelings of serial murder, and also I know that this murderer is from this area. However, I mean, who knows what she knows? Mm -hmm. But I couldn't... So, and also to further sort of corroborate the, the serial killer that I found and the one the psychic was talking about, serial killer was transferred to Texas with the Air Force, probably to... I don't know where it was. It was definitely not San Antonio, but I know that there's uh, army shit there. Mm -hmm. Um, Or military stuff. 
but he, I think it's, I don't fucking know. He's in Texas somewhere. And then eventually the Alaskan police catch up with him in Texas. Mm-hmm. And they're like, you're a serial killer from Alaska. And he's like, yes. However, you don't have the jurisdiction to arrest me. You're in fucking Texas. So while the Alaskan police is scrambling to get a warrant to arrest him, he um, takes his motorcycle. See? Big biker energy, Alaska. Mm. Takes his motorcycle and runs it into an oncoming truck. So he kills himself, <gasps> which the psychic said that there this was a, a, a murderer who committed suicide before he was arrested. I tried to find if the 11-year-old's body was ever found. There was a tiny snippet of an article from, like, the Sitka Daily Blooper um, in 1986 that said that a skull had been found that had been identified as the 11-year-old victim, but not the rest of the body. So there's potential there. And it was really fun to do all this digging. Oh, I bet. Well done. A deep dive. (laughs) It really wasn't. It was kind of easy to... I just looked up, like, the major serial killers from Alaska and then just found one that fit most of the criteria and then used handy-dandy Google Maps. (laughs) Anyway, so it would be fucking fascinating if it was a serial killer himself murder... I mean, haunting this house or if the act of serial killing created you know a fissure in the time space continuum that sort of lets baddies in you know what i mean like really awful like murders and suicides and drug abuse and sexual abuse creates sort of a darkness and like a divot in in the environment where where dark things can kind of flourish like it creates a nice environment like some hotels yes pulls it in Mm -hmm. mm-hmm so alaska Sopa returns to do a cleansing ritual to get rid of the evil spirit they burn cedar frankincense and white sage in the house Mm. They began to spray the walls with holy water. Hmm. Then they begin to feel very, very uncomfortable, and they start to hear a weird, like, like hissing sound, which they then realize is the holy water on the walls sizzling. <gasps> cool. <laughs> <laughs> Rad. And they couldn't believe their eyes, and it literally started steaming. I didn't do like a deep dive into the how homes are heated with boilers and I know how radiators operate but not how boilers work but I'm pretty sure it doesn't heat your wall to 212 degrees which is the boiling point no. of water. I don't They might have a wood stove. But that wouldn't. That wouldn't. That would just even further prove that there's no fucking way. Yeah. Oh. Then they begin to hear growling. All of a sudden, they both start crying. They're covered in goosebumps. They're totally overwhelmed. And then a giant oily stain on the carpet starts appearing out of nowhere in the shape of a man of shoulders and a head. Totally fucked up and gross. Then after this like insane climactic experience... It's over. What? 
It's over. <laughs> they sense that it leaves. However, they don't sense that it leaves the property. They both got a sense oh. that it left the house, but then they were like, I think it's in the yard. Like, I think it's like at the tree line. Oh, I don't think it's gone for good. Melanie assures her, the woman from SOPA assures, um, what's her name? I keep wanting to call her Tita, Bonnie? but I'm pretty sure that's oh. a character from, uh, like, Water for Chocolate, seminal Mexican magical realism novel, which I love. Um, Lita. <laughs> <laughs> Not Tita. Um, God, love that novel, though. So, <laughs> Melanie assures T- Lita that it will eventually leave because it has no source of energy in the woods. Hmm. But still, in November 2013, she decides to leave the house and rent it out. And her renters, eight months in, are totally happy with the home. They don't sense anything. And it is a happy ending because she lives now in an A-frame, which I don't know what that means. And uh, she has no complaints and she's loving her life, living what? it up. Living La Vida, Alaska. <laughs> it just went away that easy? Yeah. They just did a cleansing ritual and it was out of there. That's insane. Yeah. Or it's biding its time. I choose to believe that. I mean, maybe. But I mean, they burned a whole bunch of <laughs> they burned a whole bunch of shit. Uh, yeah, wild. Yeah, it is it's pretty a dark wild. energy. Yeah, I don't know what it is. Did you see now, any pictures of the serial killer? Yes. Oh, you what know what? Like? I don't Did he have remember. Hair? Let me look. Thomas Richard Bundy. Let me look it up. I don't know why you'd seek refuge from the law. In Texas. He didn't. He was um, transferred there. Uh Oh. He wasn't. He wasn't being pursued. Oh. And then they caught up with him and he was in Texas at that time. Mm. It looks like he has a mustache and a comb over, but no long hair. Huh. So. There's just so much going on. So much evil. Yes. But I'm doing so much more research now on, like, the origin of different paranormal situations. And I used to have this, like, very black and white, like, it's either a spirit or it's a demon. But now I'm realizing that there's, like, so much more variety (laughs) in, like, that world. So, I mean, there are, like, land spirits and forest shit like you wouldn't even believe and people might think would be demonic but are actually just like you're on my spot get the fuck out and especially because alaska is like the last frontier like it's a part of the world that is so rural and so dominated by nature that there's probably some crazy shit out there that you know no one would have any ideas out there until you like go out there and build a house on that land and then suddenly i don't know you've got like very true. Yeah. Who knows? So I, I don't Ooh. feel qualified at this point to say what that was. However. Spooky. It seems to have worked. And now Lita is living happily and everything is okay. The Lita loca. Ter- yeah. <laughs> there was another story that I was going to do, but I couldn't find it. Um, 
about this woman who moved into a house and she had some really similar, like, very demonic-y dark mm. shit happening and, like, her picture frames being torn, like, pictures of herself mm. being torn up and broken. And the one thing that really happened a lot was, like, her, it would, like, affect her foot. Like, it would... It would just, like, squeeze her foot and just cause her foot to be in extreme pain. And she went to a bunch of doctors and they couldn't find anything. And then while she was in that, she eventually found this local witch who basically taught her how to cleanse her house. And it reduced the activity, but it didn't make it go away. So as she was telling the story, she was in the house she had been talking about. And she had just had to, like, cleanse it, like, every week. Just to keep it, like, at bay, not to, like, get rid of it. And while she was being recorded at the end of it, she said, it's happening right now. You want to see? And she took off her shoe and her sock. And it looked like someone was, like, had had their fingers, like, in between her toes and was, like, spreading them really intensely. Like, someone was, like, squeezing. Like, her foot was, like, squeezed and arched in a way that did not... It didn't look like she was doing it herself. It was really crazy. (gasps) Yeah. And you actually heard, like, the camera operator or the interviewer be like, when she was like, do you want to see? Of course, she was, like, a heavy smoker (laughs) because of her flies (laughs) up in Alaska. Uh, (laughs) But she was like, "Uh, yeah, yeah, we'll, uh, we'll take a look. And then she just, like, took off her little socks. And it was crazy. It was crazy. It looked really contorted. It didn't look natural at all. Oof. And that was super sad. So I'm kind of glad that I told a happier one, because that one, there was just no end to. Oh. Did she get a psychic out there? I can't remember, but I think the witch... New priest? Old priest? (laughs) Young priest, old priest? Little woman with the glasses and a book? Uh, no. I think she pretty much tried everything. She got a paranormal investigative group out there. Jesus. And she also, I think, had a daughter living with her and a daughter and a baby that was the daughter. Oh, my God. I know. I'm telling you. It's it's that shit. It happens a lot in Alaska. Damn. Yeah. So Alaska. Haunted Alaska. Crazy shit. Is anyone shit. listening right now living in Alaska? I seriously doubt please, it. Please, please let me know if you are. <laughs> I'm, I have a lot of questions. To answer those questions or to ask more questions, you can find us at the Camp Roanoke Mess Hall, which is on Facebook. You just type in those words I just said, Camp Roanoke Mess Hall, into the search bar and you can find us. You answer a question and we let you in. You can also send us your own scary story, your true scary story of your personal experience at letters to camp at gmail.com. You can like us on Instagram. And you can become a patron and help us out. And how about your friends? They want the pins. Yeah. Be a patron. I know a couple people who are really invested in the pins. So please help help their dreams become a reality. Mm-hmm. Um, I do tarot readings. And you can find me on Instagram to chat about that. I'm just at K-A-T-Y underscore W-I-G-G-I-N-S. Katie Wiggins. And... I think that's it, right? Yeah. Okay, perfect. Well, great. All right, well, then I guess all that's left is for y'all to have a spooky night. Filled with restless dreams. Uh
I've haunted Alaskan things. Oof, the worst kind. <laughs> <laughs> Bye-bye. Sorry, but it can't happen. Bill Skarsgård is a sweet little Swedish baby boy, and I love him and want to wrap him up in swaddling clothes and take him home.